So go to Titus chapter number two. And there's three verses there that we want to focus in on today. As soon as I can get there. Titus chapter number two. It's after Timothy, first, second Timothy, and then Titus. Two, three through five says this. The aged women likewise, and that's nobody in here. That they be in behavior as becoming holiness, not false accusers, nor given too much wine, teachers of good things. That they may teach the young women, that's everyone in here, okay, all of our ladies in here. Uh, to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. I was talking with a, a lady in our church that would fall under the category probably of uh, verse number three. She was a little bit older. And she was saying that one of the things that saddens her is the fact that it seems like uh, younger ladies don't want to spend or hang around sometimes with older ladies. Uh, And the reason why that saddened her is because she said our our function in the church, according to Titus chapter 2, is that we're supposed to give knowledge to and, and help uh, them, not that they don't know what they're doing, but that they're supposed to be sort of guides and mentors in order to uh, help ladies uh, in the church. We said this last week, uh, but as you sit in here, probably anything that you're going through, let's say that you're going through uh, a loss. Let's say you're going through a loss of a loved one or a close uh, family member or something. Let's say that you're going through difficulties in child rearing. Let's say that you're going through difficulties in marriage. Let's say that you're going through any number of things. There is somebody, I would almost guarantee 98% of the time, in this class that is going through or has gone through, we'll put it that way, has gone through, so now they're able to help you because they're gone through and now they're on, they're on solid footing. There's someone that can help you who has been through that already. So it might be slightly foolish for us to go through and do church with a bunch of people, but never use that resource in order to help us to grow or to learn. Kids these days don't know really what it's like to have to go to a library to check out books, to do research, to do papers for and stuff, which is kind of a shame because I remember having to do that in college and you'd go and you'd spend time in the library and you'd actually go and you'd get books and there's something really good about learning how to go and to gather that information. Unfortunately, now they can just get it from their Samsung smartphone. And so whenever I talk to kids about doing research for things, uh, there's... I know that they can already start, I see in their mind, they start to think, okay, what's the easiest, quickest, laziest way that I can do this assignment in the shortest amount of possible time? And sometimes we all think that way too, but there's some things in life, uh, the rearing of our kids, obviously our relationship with God, our relationship with our spouse, that's just way too important. Are we looking sleepy? Hang on one second. That's way too important uh, for us to not gather the resources around us. So hopefully... Even if you're shy, even if you are not super outgoing, hopefully you're willing and humble enough and inquisitive enough to ask of other people what you need to know. The next thing that I noticed from this passage before we jump in is that in verse number four is that how to be a good wife in raising kids or how to be a good wife as far as with your husband and how to be a good mother with your kids and how to uh, homework and all of those things are things that can be learned. It says that the older ladies are supposed to teach or they're supposed to train up or they're supposed to give knowledge to the younger women. Today, 
if you're a young house uh, wife wanting to learn things or whatever else, probably your only or primary source is Pinterest. However, though it might teach you how to make a great holiday wreath, okay, and though it might, uh, it might land you that great uh, cookie recipe for that festive party that you have coming up, it might not be able uh, to teach you all things that pertain into life and to godliness, okay? So, ladies, I want to start out saying this. Let's use the resources of other women around us. Guys, same thing, but this week we're looking at the ladies here. So, lesson number seven, we're talking about exceeding his need for domestic support. I want to start off by saying, that, look, ladies, we are your friends, all right? You guys are awesome. We pray for you. Uh, don't hate me as this lesson goes on. Uh, it's just a lesson in the next series as we go through the book here. Definition, keepers, means being on guard, watching, or caretaker. Definition of home is the seat of domestic life. It's the hub where everything happens concerning our family and that closeness and the shaping of our kids and our relationships that are the most important to us. Um, I want to put one disclaimer on this because we'll talk about, we're going to talk about things like keeping a clean house and different things like that. So I want to put one disclaimer on this. And here's my disclaimer to start out, okay? As, oh, now I got the attention of ladies. They're already like, all right, lynch mob, here we go. <laughs> if you are in a... Uh, two-income household where both uh, people work, the husband and the wife, then it's going to be important for you to have a conversation. This is where our first talking part st point starts out. Have a conversation about what it looks like splitting up your domestic responsibilities. Because, guys, unfortunately, she's not going to be able to work that 40-hour-a-week job and come home and maybe do all of the cooking and keep a spotless house and raise all of the kids and give your meal on time and pack your lunch the next day. And, and maybe, maybe you are married to that person and that is just, this is super, uh, super, super, super woman and mom all over. But typically, you are going to need to realize that, hey, we're both part of an income solution here. Therefore, we both need to figure out how to divvy up these responsibilities in order to uh, get it done, be there for our kids and all that other stuff. Sometimes, and there might be some old, old, old school Baptist churches where what I just said right there would be scorned and looked down upon, uh, that, that there's no way whatsoever for guys to find their way into helping into the kitchen or doing dishes or whatever else, that kind of thing. And I'm not that kind of person. So if that cuts against you, I'm sorry. This is where I, this is where I stand. Uh, but if, if you are saying, okay, she's part of the breadwinning solution here, okay, then you're going to need to be part of the domestic solution here, okay, in order to get there. And I think in our class we, we do that a lot, okay. So I want to start off by saying this. How many houses here, uh, you, they're both, uh, the husband and the wife, are working, she's working at least part-time or full-time. Was that the case for how many people inside here? That would be the case for my wife. We don't have kids, but okay. So that's probably 80%, and that's what it looks like. If I were to ask that same question to our grandparents in a class, you know that that wouldn't look like 80%, okay? So that, that line is moving, all right? Not making a statement on, on positive or negative on that. Uh, do, do I think that some, sometimes people are more career-driven over child-rearing driven? That's true, and that can be dangerous, okay? But that line has probably moved. If I would ask that question, I would imagine 50 years ago, I probably would have got about 20% or 30%, okay? So now we're at 80%, okay? We can still make this work, okay, and, and, and it obviously in some cases is the best solution. In some cases, you're doing it because you have to. In some cases, you're doing it because you want to. Whatever the case is, my point is this. My disclaimer at the beginning is if you're in that situation where uh, both spouses are working, 
then we just need to figure out what divvying up responsibilities looks like and have a clear conversation so that there's no frustrations and things like that. So talking point right off the bat, hopefully I can get people involved this early in the morning. What domestic, well, you got an extra hour of sleep. What am I kidding? All right. We're all good here. What domestic responsibility split has worked in your uh, marriage? Jama. First thing, um, not having any expectations. Um, I don't believe um, any partner has a role in the relationship. Um, as, uh, when I was growing up in St. Thomas, my aunt used to say, a man is a man when he doesn't uh, need to depend on a woman to take care of him. So um, for me, I don't expect the house to be clean. I don't expect to cook. I don't expect I can do all that myself. Okay. So when we met, I'm already doing laundry. I'm already cooking for my kids. I'm already doing stuff because I'm a single father. Uh, so for her, we don't have any roles as long as it gets done. So we have a schedule. Um, and we ask, okay, hey, are you, you know, are you going to cook Tuesday? I'll cook Tuesday, I'll cook. So each week, we pick a day that we're going to cook. So no matter what happens in my day, I know I'm going to be responsible for feeding the whole family. Um, like tonight, tonight's my, my job to cook. And that has helped us just uh, assigning different things to each other, if you want to call it that, has helped. Hey, this week I'll focus on this. And that has been works magic instead of like, you know, me having a very pregnant wife, where I'm like, wait, me a woman? You know, that's not all good at all. Okay. So you do it a week at a a glance, basically. Yes. You guys figure out for the whole... Okay, good. Obviously, the point is that I don't really care how you do it, but having a good, clear conversation about it goes a long ways towards people not being frustrated. Uh, Who else had... um, Figuring out... He's he's conferencing. Philip. (laughs) Before I say this... I guess I have three things. Okay. One of the things that I've learned that uh, that helps out a lot is in your your own in, in your own mind, your relationship with God. That you're supposed to be giving 100 percent to your wife, and she's supposed to be doing the same, not 50 50 the way society thinks. So it's not like if you do this, then I'll do this. If you don't do this, then I'm not going to do this. I think. Um, so <clears throat> so even if you don't get what you what you think should happen, then you still give. Right. So I know that I can step into it with uh, more knowledge and able to do 
So here's my question. Do you guys have a code like, like is a 1030 like a dirty diaper? <laughs> or is like a... <laughs> Yeah, she actually does do a lot of the code. Okay. Okay, all right, okay. I don't know any of the code, so I was just wondering how police families, you know, function like that. So, homeschool moms, one, two, three, right? One, two, three, four. Okay, that's right, four. Okay, so four, all right. So, I guess we couldn't really count you as stay at home because, you know, that's pretty much, you're teaching all day long, so that is true as well. All right, number one right here, you can write it down. Be prepared, all right. So his need for domestic support. Um, even, if, even if you both uh, work, okay, domestic support for a guy is one of, remember, these, when we go back and forth, these are basic needs, okay? So if you're going to say, hey, intimate conversation and personal alone time, ladies, that's something I have to have, okay? Understand the flip of the coin here, that he needs domestic support, okay? What does that look like? The verse right there, Proverbs 31, 21 says this, she's not afraid of the snow for her household. Why? For all her household are clothed with scarlet. In other words, when winter was coming, this lady was not scared because she was prepared. She knew her household was going to be taken care of uh, because she had been diligent in doing uh, those preparation and the preparatory work. Let's look at these things on a very basic scale. A right here, a clean house, a clean house. You're like, you already lost me. Okay, a clean house. When we look at magazines, right? Yeah. Where's all the where's all the landmines? Where's all the landmines? That's true, but it does but it does get done though, and people do it and people do it all the time. So here's the deal. Uh, you might think, oh no, it's cool. It's just how we roll. Okay, people are always more productive, always more productive in less cluttered and more organized environments. I don't care what kind of person you are. Okay, ah, it's just not my style. You know, I can work great right in the chaos. If it takes 10 minutes to find the other shoe, okay, because it's underneath whatever, whatever, whatever. No one function, functions better that way. Nobody does. Uh, so things go along smoother. Kids are whatever, whatever, okay. And by the way, I don't think that this should be something that the parents take care of. And the kids are off scotch-free on episode before about uh, the Olivas is their, their magnificent board of chore responsibilities. It's very clearly laid out for the kids. But they're involving and they're, they're pushing for involvement. The kids know what they have to uh, clean up. And not just that the kids clean their own room, okay, but that they're responsible for other areas because they're going to help out mom and dad. That's obviously very, very important in teaching responsibility uh, to your uh, children, okay? So a clean house is something that is important, okay? If this is something uh, that you feel like, man, I need help on, that's okay. Ask somebody else, like watch YouTube videos, you know, sit down with your spouse and figure it out to say, okay, how can I present a good clean environment uh, for our household because it really, really is important. Now, listen, don't fall into the cop-outs. The cop-out would be this. Well, we're both really busy, okay? Show of hands. Who in here, you're busy in your life? Anybody? Okay, all right, great. Okay, good. Okay, so we're really, really busy. We can't do it. Okay, oh, we have kids, and that life is really, really crazy. How many of you have kids, and your life is crazy? I'll put my hand down. Anybody else? Okay, all right, good. So that's 75% of you, okay? Uh, so if you're saying whatever you're saying, okay, but but I'm going to be able to show you 15 examples of someone that can get it done anyhow, right? So there is a way to get it done, and we need to get it done because it really helps to go a long ways. And again, if you're both working, then we'll both be part of the solution in order to uh, make this uh, happen. Right here, a delicious meal. And again, Jama talked about this. So tonight, Jama's responsibility is to cook. Jama, do you know what you're making tonight? Um, yes, my famous, famous, amazing barbecue. 
Oh, so good. All right. We're going to Jama's house right after church tonight. So that's good stuff right there. A uh, delicious meal. If you look at, if you were to ever pull up, if you feel like you're in uh, financial trouble sometime, right? Pull up your bank statement and scroll through the last 30 days. Count how many of those are fast food or out to eat places. Okay. It is a big, 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 big budget uh, consumption. Okay. And I'm not going to get onto the health and nutrition of things because I, that's not really where I live and, and people will run circles around me in there. But I can say with safety and assurity that a home-cooked meal is better than a McDonald's fast food drive through or a, a Dion's meal or whatever else, okay? So a home-cooked meal is going to be the way to go but uh, for your kids. Right that is true. Make that's true. Right <laughs> that's true. Make room for the McRib. But when it goes out of season, we're going right back to cooking at home. So that's good. Anton would be right there with you if he was here today. That's good. <laughs> A delicious meal. Um, and seriously, I challenge you to do that because when me and my wife re, re, uh, reevaluate the budget, we go back and we're like, okay, how many times do we eat out this month? And we're just two people. It always blows you away. It always blows you away how much money you spend on eating out. I'm not saying that it's always bad. Sometimes it's good. It's something good for the family to look forward to, okay? But you can save a bunch of money uh, by, by having a home-cooked meal. And by the way, it's also better for you. And on that, right, I want to say this really quickly too, and I'll get to you, is outside of that, never discount the value of the family dinner table. Conversation-wise, for rearing kids, for steering the home, for finding out early if something's going on in the life of your kid, you, you, you put food in their face and you have a fun environment, you talk to them, they're going to be willing to open up to you about stuff. And you're going to find out stuff. And you're going to be able to guide them and lead them. You can take those missionary cards. We talked about this before. Pr- pull it out. We're going to pray for this missionary tonight. The Wesco family, uh, that husband just died. We're going to pray for that around there. You can take needs and, and incorporate a little bit of spiritual time into that. You don't have to do 45-minute devotions while the food's getting cold. But just go around. Hey, does anyone have anything that, that they're thankful for real quick? We're in the month of November. Teach your kids to be thankful. Give me one thing that you're thankful for. Give me one thing you're thankful for. Okay. Let's, let's praise God for those things. That's really good to do for your family. Anthony? I was just going to joke and say you ever gone grocery shopping. Yeah. It's even more expensive than if you go organic. That, yes, yes, that is true. That's true. That's true, especially if you're looking for very healthy op- or if you're going organic and uh, grass-fed and all that good stuff right there. All right, uh, next one up right here. Uh, obedient, cheerful children. Obedient, cheerful children. Give us instruction on how to make that happen. <laughs> we can, absolutely, we can. Uh, and this, uh, and actually, uh, there's a, I got a really, really, good, I've got a good book on it, and also uh, videos from a series Pastor did uh, back a couple months ago. Um, but this is obviously important because we want to create an environment that parents want to come home to. Amen. It, this is true. This is really true. I know this might sound funny, okay, but if the boss offers overtime to your husband, you want him to be so motivated that, man, I would so much rather be at home with my wife and kids who are happy, and even if they're semi-obedient, they're just somewhere semi-obedient there. Because I'll, I'll tell you this. We can mask in a lot of, oh, you know, it's just overtime. It's forced overtime. It's whatever. Sometimes some men just don't want to go home. And, and sometimes they have to work. And you have to work overtime. That's not what I'm talking about. Because if you have to work overtime, you have an opportunity, you're trying to get ahead, that's great. And you'll take those. I get that. But, and probably not inside this class, okay, but if you just survey guys out there, there are some guys 
that they avoid going home as much as they possibly can. And the reason why is because they go home and they're not happy in their marriage, right? They're not, they're, not, the, the, they're not happy with the kids. It's frustrating. Maybe as a guy, they don't know how to turn or correct their kids or get that turned around and stuff. They just don't have the biblical knowledge or training or whatever else. That's okay. No, I'm not, not complaining about them, but I'm just saying this happens a lot. And you want it to be so much where that, that if and the boss overs triple pay over time, and you're like, oh, I still would rather go home. I just want to be home with my wife and kids. We're around dinner time, around that, that family table or whatever, that's where I want to be. And you really, 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 ladies, want your husband to really, really, really want to be home at any possible chance that he can. Maybe you're, you're, you talked about this and he's working overtime and you're trying to get up. That's all good. I'm not talking about that. But I'm just saying create. we want to create an environment, okay, where obviously Christ is welcomed and honored. But secondly, a, a good and fun and happy home. I remember growing up and, and I grew up in a house where, where I can remember one time uh, my parents got in an argument where they, they raised their uh, voices, right, and got really, uh, you know, upset. Uh, I've said this before. I grew up in a home where, where one time uh, I remember uh, hearing my dad say the word crud, and we all looked at him like, that was really, like, why would you say something so crass? And he immediately apologized and things. And so uh, maybe I come from a foreign spot. Okay, maybe you didn't grow up like that. But the point was this, is that when I look back at home, I, I can look back on thousands of just really great dinners and really great times and good family time. Now that I'm older, I realize that they had to work very, very, very hard to create that and to always foster that and to always decide that, okay, disagreements or arguments are gonna happen away from the kids or they can happen later on. Uh, but they did work very hard at that. So hopefully that's what I want to put out there one day for my family is a home and environment uh, where the kids are raised and that it's a great and a happy uh, environment. That's what we want. Number uh, two right here, be positive, be positive. Oh, guys, if we can do this, uh, touching on some things, this is a guy's talking point here. So just don't give me the whole backstory, but just an area here. What is it, in what area does your wife uh, exceed? She does a really, really great job in providing and creating a happy and a, and a supportive and great home uh, environment. Guys, anybody? Sean. My wife is good at, every once in a while when she knows that I've had a few long days at work, she's good about allowing me just to come home and kick my shoes off and just relax and not pressure me to do much. Um, I don't prefer to do that a lot, but sometimes she makes me so good. she's good about recognizing that. She's aware of where you're at. That's good. Philip? So organization and consistency in the home. Good, good. John? Okay, she's listening. Um, she's really, really good at um, instilling some of my uh, views and opinions into her own life and adjusting. Like one of my big things is if you say I'm fine or it's okay, and before I make a big decision, I always ask a year from now, is this going to matter? So that comes with my health, you know, my body, you know, my kids being disobedient, something going on in our, in our marriage. A year from now, is this going to matter? Then if, if it is, and it's going to possibly alter my life, then I adjust it, you know, address it, and I fix it. And she's the same way. You know, she's like, a year from now, is this going to matter? Those petty things, like, you know, you know, dirty things that don't matter, but she's really good at it. You know, taking my principles and going, you know what, that makes sense to me. I'm going to apply it to my own life, and I love that. That's good. Kara Jarma said you're really good at instilling his values in your own life. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? Norm? Um, I like what Karen says, you know, what did your dad say when the kids, you know, do what we try to do as kids and go, I don't know, mommy dad's back. It drives me up a wall when parents went back each other up. Have each other's back. Yep. Anybody else? Anybody else? Good stuff. 
after my wife can work 45, 50 hours a week, she still can come home and, and cook. And, and we do s separate, you know, on, on cooking, I'll grill and she'll do this, you know, the inside stuff. But she can still cook, she'll still clean, still be able to do that. So this is definitely her strong, being positive, even after a long day. Dealing with what she does every day at right. work, that's not many people can do that. So Yeah. Good job, Jamie. Yes, sir. Yeah, my wife almost every night will have a home cooked meal. Uh, not quite as much since she's been pregnant, but when she's feeling good, she's almost every night that's home good. meal and she really takes care of us. That's good, that's good, that's good. Cool. So with that talking point, what I wanted to do is, is not to say, and I, and I feel like for the most part when we have this lesson, to be honest with you, 90% and just all over it all the time, the ladies in our class are, are really great at this stuff. They really are. And I say that with confidence. I want to have that talking point in there to, to show and hopefully to, you know, guys jumped in there to just show ladies it, it means a lot to us when, you know, when you do stuff like that. And we know that you're tired and sometimes you, you have a long day. You don't have to be all the time. And sometimes we split responsibilities or whatever. But it goes a long ways and it means a lot. So thank you, uh, ladies of our class. All right. Being positive. Being positive. She opened her, uh, Proverbs thirty one twenty six. Great chapter. says this. She opened her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. It's the law of kindness. I think it's amazing to us guys how uh, the, the kids can be uh, screaming or you know things going on or whatever, whatever and, and how our lady can still remain calm and nice and sweet about things because we would have been blowing up already. Uh, we would have put that kid in his place already, but she's able to still be nice and we always wonder how that happens, you know, uh, but that's good stuff right there. Um, let's do this in pertaining to, okay, when a guy comes home, okay, at the end of the day or whatever and, and, and we're coming back home to the uh, house again. Uh, number one right there, don't start with problems, okay? Don't start with problems. Um, we talked about this, or uh, Philip did, <clears throat> about there, there are situations that he's going to need to know. Maybe this kid is in trouble. Maybe this kid is in timeout. Maybe this situation happened or whatever. And so there's maybe some things that she needs to uh, encode, tell him about or whatever. Uh, but for the most part, we want to not lead off with all of the bad, this kid needs a whipping, you know, this happened, and uh, this kid's going to be grounded for a year and a half, and, you know, we're doing this, and we're, we're getting a new house, you know, that type of stuff. You don't want to lead with that, okay? So I'm going to give two helpful tips, and I want you almost to live by his rules. We've got one for the girls and one for the guys, okay? Here we go. <clears throat> Ladies, <clears throat> don't dump negative on him in the first 30 minutes. Guys, I think that this is probably true for every single one of us because I know it's, it's true for, for myself. When we come back, let's say that it has been a long day or couple of long days as brother Sean was saying um, there needs we like to have a little bit of decompressed time and probably anybody does but when you're switching worlds from your working world and probably in the drive home guys have probably been concerned if you're on your own company or if you're in management or whatever else or you're in sales you probably be concerned about and you're thinking about maybe some solutions or whatever else you pull into the driveway and you know you need to make that switch from the, the grind at work and to the, the wife and the kids in the home and all that stuff. Maybe some chores and whatever else you need to do. Uh, but it is very helpful for us to have that little bit of a transition spot. And then we can jump in and deal with problems. So, ladies, this will go a long way. Don't dump the negative. Save that negative report. You might sit on it for a little bit. Bring it up a little bit later on. Within the first 30 minutes, it goes a long ways. And you might think, like, man, that's crazy. He, he would want to know right away. He probably just wants a little bit of space, right? Uh, come home, and even if the kids have been devils, I'm like, hey, you know, and, and you're the greatest kid in the world. And mom's like, no, he's the worst, you know? Uh, but let us think that for just a little bit. And then here's the helpful tip. Men, don't check out all night just because you've had a long day. Oh, come on. This, this can happen. Uh, especially, especially, uh, guys, Monday nights, 
guys, on Thursday nights. Why do I pick out those two nights? There's football games on those nights, okay? So you might come home and, oh, well, you know, honey, I've just, I've just had a long day. You know, I've just had a long day. So you can deal with that. You can mess with that. You can, you know what? Or, 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 you can miss some of that game. Or you could shut the game off. Or you could use commercials wisely, right? Or uh, you could realize uh, that it, there's one thing that drives me crazy. There's one thing that drives me crazy. Let me detour to pet peeve. Um, there are, there are, look around, okay, nobody in here. There are guys uh, that I know that in their 30s and their 40s now, and they're still a gamer like crazy, and they dump so much time into this, right, okay? And to me, there's just, there's got to be a point where you make a switch, okay? And you're not going to be able to be the same person you were at 15, 16, 21, 22. It can't happen. Because there are, there are responsibilities that outweigh other things now, okay? And I'm not talking about you have to throw it away. I'm just saying you're not going to be able to put hours and hours and hours and hours into that and still have what you need in other places. Sports guys, you're not going to be able to put – you're not going to be able to see every single game. You're not going to be able to see every single thing. I don't, I don't care uh, if it's the World Series. I don't care if it's whatever fill in the blank. Your, your role as a, as a father and as a dad and as a husband supersede any sporting event, any sporting event, okay? And I know that that's a sacred cow sometimes. I know that might not go over so well, but I don't really care because it's really important that we realize that our roles, what role trumps what role, okay? And our role as a dad and as a father will trump uh, other uh, roles. There was, a, there was a mother, my dad tells this story, but there was a, there was a pastor in this church, and uh, I'll hasten um, and uh, he was going out of town. The husband was going out of town on business or whatever. It had to be a couple months or whatever. He told the pastor, he said, you've got to go by and you, you've got to check on, uh, on, on my wife. Make, make sure that she's, just, she's around. She's doing stuff with the kids and whatever else. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, just, you, you've got to go because it can fall apart pretty quick. So he said, okay, okay. So two or three days passed. He went by, checked and everything like that. Knocked on the door, didn't get an answer. Went back five and six days later. Knocked on door, couldn't get an answer, couldn't get an answer. He calls up the guy, says, hey, I've been by the house a couple times, I just can't get an answer, You're just checking on the kids here and stuff like that. And uh, he said, okay, you, you got to get her to come out or you got to call the police or something because you need to, we need to be able to go in. Well, what happened was she would get so into these type of role player video game type of stuff that she would just forget about all things. The kids hadn't gone to school at all. Uh, babies were in bad diapers for days. Kids hadn't eaten. The place was disgusting, all other stuff. She got so sucked into a world she couldn't get out of that, that then they had to come in. They temporarily took the kids and all, all the other stuff just because she, she hit a spot where she couldn't even function. Now, that's the crazy, crazy extreme of things out here, okay? But having a clean and happy env environment and whatever for the kids is more important and for your marriage than a ton of other things, okay? And so have fun, have hobbies. Those are all great. Those are all awesome things. But let's remember what roles trump what roles because certain ones are a lot more important than others. Number uh, – or letter B right there, be uplifting. Be uplifting. We'll be practical on these so I know these will go fast. Uh, next, share something good from that day. Share something good from that day. Uh, as you're apart from each other, uh, unless you work – does anybody work with their spouse? No? Okay. All right. Um, as you're apart – yeah, John does. <laughs> As you're apart, you're out there, you're gathering information, man, experiences and stories, and whatever else you come together that, yeah, you have some things to talk about, right? You have some, uh, some things that you can share, some information you can exchange, and that's good stuff. So share something good from that day. Be grabbing those bits of information. Uh, number three right here, it takes being purposeful. Be purposeful in your 
approach towards this. A, focus on the children. Focus on the children. These are things that we would need to be purposeful in in order to succeed in, being uh, focused on the children. Uh, B right there, being frugal. Being frugal. Most people would take a home life with a little bit less money uh, than, than a bad environment with a lot of money. Money's, there's, there's a lot of problems money can't fix, okay? Obviously, uh, domestic and family, that, that's one of them. Talk to your spouse. They, you might be shocked about what they'd be willing to sacrifice in order to maybe have you around more or, or have more of that uh, domestic time. Be a good testimony. Be a good testimony. There was verses I wanted to look at in First Timothy, uh, but for sake of time, we won't. Please look those up later on, though. First Timothy five fourteen, and then five thirteen, and then redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Time is so so short. Um, if your kids are, you know, if your kids are young now, and you're in the throes of helping them try to figure out homework, and it's homework, man, they're only in fifth grade, but you're not understanding their homework, and you know you've got a long battle ahead of you. Uh, just remember that the time is going to run out with them. Uh, be hospitable. Be hospitable. I'm going to take 60 seconds on these last two points here. Be hospitable. Let me ask one question, okay? Uh, because I, I see this as my job, and I know uh, other people do. I'll, I'll talk to Donald and Eric about this or whatever else. Uh, but if you've been in our, in our class or in this church uh, three years plus, five years plus, I think that you should start to see this as part of your job as well in order to help other people. But when was the last time you had another couple over from the church just to your house just to – Hang out with them, just to be a blessing to them. Had them over. Uh, maybe you, I know you can go out to eat with them or whatever else. We do, we do that as a class, so I stage an opportunity for you guys to meet each other. Uh, but I want hospitality for our class to go beyond our scheduled activities. Uh, maybe, well, I don't know anybody in the class yet. Well, that's a great time. Have them over. Maybe you can do a, a game night. Maybe you take the kids to the park together. Uh, maybe you schedule, uh, you know, a, a going out with them on a, on a joint date night or whatever, that kind of thing. Uh, but when was the last time that you did something, had somebody else over, whatever else? I'm not, I'm not talking about having me and my wife over or Mark and Lacey or, you know, we, we know people well and whatever else. Have us over. It's great. I want to keep going over to your house. What I'm saying is other people that maybe someone else is not inviting them over. Maybe they don't get a bunch of invitations. Maybe they have more uh, time. And I realize that it's hard for us. Maybe there's only one night. The only night way we can pull it off is you know, on Tuesday nights. Okay, well, one Tuesday night a month maybe. One Tuesday night a month. You have a, a couple over. You do something with someone else in the church or someone else in our class. Uh, just to be a blessing and just try to uh, reach them and just try to be hospitable. That goes a long ways in helping people feel really welcomed in our church. Uh, and I, I know that's my primary responsibility, uh, but for all of us, we should be involved in some of it. And then uh, F right here, be involved in ministry, involved in ministry. Home improvement, okay, cannot be the class that is too busy with kids to be working for the Lord. And the way that you do it is, most of the time, you do it with your kids. There are a lot of ministries that you can do with your kids. Uh, you can greet with your kids. You can uh, go out soul winning with your kids. You can go on visits and uh, you can be hospitable uh, with your kids. And you can show them, okay, what Christianity is.